We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings.com, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use the promo code ROTOHOOPS when you deposit for a free contest entry today. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined every Monday by Benny Ricciardi, as we are back again covering all the latest fantasy basketball news and breaking down the Sunday box scores for Fantasy Impact. You can find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, and as a featured writer on DraftKings Playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS and find me hosting the Fantasy Hoops Insider podcast over at the TheFantasyHoopsInsider.com. Benny, welcome to another weekend of season-long fantasy basketball action. Yeah, I, um, I'm still a little bit in shock right now. So about the Warriors? I, I mean, you know. In a million years, I never would have guessed that that would happen. But, hey, you know what? I've been to L.A. before. It's a fun party. I guess sometimes some people can't handle it. (laughs) You you think they've just partied a little bit too much in L.A.? Do you have have a better excuse? I mean, I'm not going to go with the Lakers are a better team, so there has to be something. I just felt like the, the, you know what, the Lakers were too, is what it was. They were just like, listen... Lakers are going to come out, guns a-blazing, you know, um, Kobe's last season. No, I'm, I'm BSing you guys. I have no idea that that was going to happen. I would have bet all my life savings that Golden State would have, um, you know, be done with the Lakers in three quarters. Yeah, 20 to, so, 20 to 1, plus, plus 2,000 was the money line on that game. Yesterday. Plus 2,000, whoa. Plus you know, 2,000. I was it, guessing- was a 19, it was a 19-point spread in the other direction. Like, to, if you wanted to take it, you know, minus one ten. You were you were laying nineteen points with the with the Warriors. 
Uh, that's uh, pretty strong. You know what? Yeah, money line looked beautiful on the, in that spot. So, uh, very nicely done. So let, let's go ahead and jump into the rest of the news here. We can we we can uh, slam on the Warriors a little bit more once we get into the box score breakdown. Have you ever been frustrated by trying to buy tickets online? Most sites might get complicated and they try to sneak all these huge fees in at checkout. That's why I need to try SeatGeek. They've made it easier than ever to buy and sell sports tickets and concert tickets. SeatGeek has taken all the hassle and work out of shopping for tickets. They pull all the tickets available from other sites into one place to save you time and you never miss a deal. You can even set alerts for upcoming events and SeatGeek will let you know if price prices on tickets that you're interested in fall. Even better, every ticket on SeatGeek is ranked based on value so you can immediately find the underpriced seats. And before you buy, you can use SeatGeek detailed maps to, to see the view from your seat. Best of all, SeatGeek is always honest and upfront about the price. Unlike StubHub, they show you the full ticket price from start to finish and never try to trick you with huge fees at the checkout page. Uh, take advantage of this pro promo now and listeners here will get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Purchase uh, to get the $20 rebate on free tickets, download the free SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Add the promo code RWMBA. That's RotoWire MBA. And SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchased. So download the free SeatGeek app and enter pro promo code RWMBA today. Let's talk about some uh, in in information happening here. Obviously, uh, as we talked about on the RotoWire DFS podcast, Benny. A lot of injuries popping up here for the New Orleans Pelicans. North Cole is headed for a game-time call uh, for their Monday game versus Sacramento. Does have a back injury. Taj Gibson and, and Derek Rose, according to Nick Fidel on Twitter, is expected to play on Monday versus Milwaukee. Both players went through uh, shooting rounds, so it looks like pretty good. Usually shooting rounds is a good indication as whether it's going to go one way or the other. Both of those guys participated. In the uh, senior citizens department, uh, Kevin Garnett uh, says his, knee, his season could be over. Everybody... Who uh, owns uh, Gorgi Jang can like you know breathe a sigh of relief because um, this guy really shouldn't have even been on the court this season, just eating up minutes that nobody wanted him to eat up, and uh, you know now we can sort of breathe easy that that, that uh, Jang has a clear path to playing time. Drew Holiday expected to be vaulted into the starting lineup. We also talked about that on the Roadway DFS podcast. So obviously if you own him, you're you're already playing him, but it looks like you can get an uptick in production. So something to uh, to look forward to. Uh, Michael Carl Williams. Not practicing uh, there as all as well, so uh, you have a couple different situations uh, happening here. But it looks like you know um, uh, more than anything else, you can expect just an, an, an uptick in production from all the rest of the other guys, uh, particularly uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jabari Parker, and to a lesser extent like Greg Monroe. Uh, so we'll see how that ends up shaking out. Uh, Philly have been battling uh, injuries uh, in their front court there with. Uh, Jalil Okafor and Nerlens Noel, both with uh, Okafor with a shin, Noel with a knee injury, expected to be uh, uh, sidelined uh, uh, for, well, depending on who it is, Okafor is dealing with a significant bruise, so they expect that to be a little bit more of an extended period, but uh, Nerlens Noel um, could be back. Well, both of those back don't have clear timetables. Let's just say that. So in the meantime, Jeremy Grant and, you know, even for deeper leaguers, maybe Richard, uh, Rishon Holmes, could could be somebody who's a factor, but I really only trust uh, Jeremy Grant in that spot. Do you, you agree with me there? Yeah, Jeremy Grant is the guy that I look to. He's um, you know, the one who's actually been giving you production with the minutes. You know, Holmes, you know, Landry. I mean, I'm not messing with any of that. Go to your homes. That's all we can say. All right. Uh, in other news here, um, Brandon and I hoping to practice on Tuesday. So uh, all you Ronnie Price lovers, you're on notice. 
Your your party's over. <laughs> I thought that wasn't a party. It's like a party that you invited to, like one of the kids invited to, and then you show up to that kid's party, and there's like three people there, and like two of them are his brother and sister. You know, that's the kind of party you've been having if you've been holding uh, Ronnie Price uh, and celebrating. So, uh, Brandon Knight looks like closer to returning sooner or later, hopefully this week. Rajon Rondo and Rudy Gate are both probable. Uh, Rajon Rondo is battling a myriad of injuries thumb, toe, ankle, elbow, and Rudy Gay. Still bad in the shoulder, but both are probable. Um, and that's the majority of the news that's happening right here uh, across the NBA. So we can dive right into the box scores uh, here, Benny. We'll start uh, up top. Biggest game, biggest shock uh, that we also talked about here. 95-112. to 112. LA Lakers handle business and hand Golden State Warriors their sixth loss on the season. Your thoughts? I mean, what can we say? You know, Steph Curry had his worst shooting game of the season. He was 1-for-10 from behind the arc. Uh, what he finished with, like, 18 points. Um, Clay had 15 points. Nobody else finished in double digits. I mean, you know, there's not much you can glean from this game. From the Warriors' side, you just got to chalk it up as, hey, you know, eventually over the course of an 82-game season, they're going to have a couple bad ones, and this was obviously one of those. Um, yeah. I mean, Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, on the other side for the Lakers, the things that I kind of noticed, you know, without Lou Williams in there, you know, D'Angelo Russell and Jordan Clarkson are seeing big minutes. They're putting up some pretty good numbers. You know, I think both of those guys are going to have a big end to the season. Um, you know, other than that, I mean, Julius Randle, I'm a little bit concerned that he's going to start losing some minutes because Larry Nance Jr. is back, and we all know how, how good Byron Scott thinks Larry Nance Jr. is. Um, you know, so that's really the things that I see on the Lakers side. I wouldn't be looking to play Kobe even though he played okay. Um, I mean, he still only shot four for 14, so it's not like he had a good game. You know, Clarkson was 10 of 21, had four threes, couple rebounds, couple, uh, you know, a couple other stats. Um, D'Angelo Russell ran the point pretty well for them. You know, 21 points, five assists, three, uh, three rebounds, four steals. So that's a pretty good game out of him across the board. So that's really what I'm taking away from this. You know, guys like Russell and Clarkson um, are going to have a bigger role going forward. I think Randall's going to take a little bit of a step back. Um, you know, and nobody else is really all that interesting unless you're in a, a very deep league and want to look at a little, uh, you know, Marcelo Hortis. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to. I'm not ready for, uh, you know, for, for us to go all you know, Telemundo on uh, on my fantasy leagues. But, yeah, um, for, for the most part, I'm, I'm with you overall. Take it as an aberration on both sides of the ball. You know, Laker, Lakers guys uh, put up some great some great lines and had some great games. Steph, Steph and Clay and company all, you know, um, you know, truly disappointed. Um, you know, we're talking about Draymond Green with nine points and, and Harrison Barnes with five. So you know, only two guys in double figures and neither of them shot well. So uh, Steph Curry, by the way, does keep his three-point streak alive. He is he the only trade between him and him and Clay. So I mean, if you, if you care about that, that's that's in there. But I think we can just wipe this, uh, you know, game clean overall and just say. You know, um, nice job, LA. Hats off to you. Moving on, we don't expect this to be anything. You know, you know, starting something for the Lakers, and we don't expect this to, to carry over for the Golden State Warriors. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the next game on the slate here: Oklahoma City at Milwaukee. Coming up here, uh, we have a, a 104 to 96 win for Oklahoma City. Uh, the, the, you know, um, interesting stuff that the, that the uh, I thought that I expected a little bit of a higher total in this game overall. Um, but some stuff um, that we need to take note of, on, note of on the Milwaukee side here as well. So um, let's go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's start with the Milwaukee side because I think that's, you know, that's the most important. Uh, Giannis has now officially become a superstar. 
um, the way he has played over the last two weeks of the season. With um, Michael Carter-Williams out, he's actually getting a chance to play a little bit of point guard. Um, or at the very least, he's one of the guys that's up there and getting a chance to, you know, handle the ball when they're in there. Um, you know, in their set offenses. So what he's been doing, he's always been a guy that's been getting us eight to 10 rebounds. He's always been a guy that's scoring, you know, 12 to 15 uh, real life points. He's upped his scoring up into the, the low twenties over the last couple games. And he's upped his assists to, in the last seven games, he's averaging eight and a half assists per game. So you're just basically adding a couple stat categories to him. And then like we talked about on the DFS show this morning, he still gets you some steals. He still gets you some blocks. He's long. He's athletic. He's a good defender. So he legitimately fills up every single stat category for you. He has three triple doubles in his last seven, two other games where he had double doubles and was, you know, one or two rebounds and one or two assists shy of a triple double. Um, I mean, at this point, I think he's playing like a top 10 player in the, in the NBA, and he's definitely somebody that you want on your team going forward. Um, the only other two guys on Milwaukee who I'm kind of interested in right now You've been getting big minutes, 35 to 40 minutes, out of both Jabari Parker and Chris Middleton. So I think those three guys, those two and Giannis, are the, the guys I want to have exposure to on Milwaukee at this point. Yeah, those guys are – Jabari Parker, we, we, we have to sort of like rewrite the, the book on him this season. We sort of wrote him off as maybe a guy that should have been better off of the second team or traded for Narland's Demal, something I talked about with uh, DJ Trainer on the Wednesday um, pods. But now this guy, you know, he's really asserted himself. And um, it's interesting to see how the numbers have been shaking out because it's sort of come at the expense of lately of Greg Monroe, who only gets 10 shots in this game. He's sort of been forced to take a back seat because Middleton's still taking his 20 shots. Tentacupa got 20 shots, and Jabari Parker took 23. So they're like, uh, Greg Monroe, why don't you have us go sit there in the corner and grab a rebound and grab a soda? It's basically what they've asked him to do. And, uh, you know, it's for an efficiency standpoint, it's worked well, you know, with getting those guys going, but it hasn't trans did not translate into wins on this side of the ball. On the Oklahoma State side of the ball, I don't think we learned anything overall. The ro- rotation in the Mets are exactly the same. Canner uh, came up with a nice game that he always pops up with, like every one in four games, eighteen and twelve, and we love uh, everybody else that you that you're currently starting, and we still don't love Andre Wa- Ra- Roberson and Dion Waiters. Attention listeners, you can be part of the action all season long at DraftKings.com, the official Daily Fantasy basketball partner of Rotowire. With Daily Fantasy, you don't need to spend months micromanaging a roster. Play whenever you want and pick a new team every time you play. Challenge your friends in a custom league to prove you're the superior GM or square off against basketball fans from around the country for big prizes. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter the promo code ROTOHOOPS to play free. DraftKings, the official partner of Rotowire. That's promo code ROTOHOOPS at DraftKings.com. Uh, so we can move forward here. We'll get into the next game on tap here. Phoenix at Memphis. Phoenix pops in with um, an anti-ping pong game. Uh, ping pong game. They win 109 to 100. Uh, uh, fans of the uh, their lottery situation have to be peeved um, across the nation. Uh, your thoughts on this uh, box score for fancy impact? Yeah, I think the things, the two things that pop out at me right away are Devin Booker and Alex Len are playing some really, really good basketball lately. Um, this is two really big games in a row for Booker. Not just okay games, but like big games. You know, he had 27 points, nine assists, uh, three rebounds in this one. You know, Len put up another monster game, 19 points, 16 rebounds, six assists, uh, steal, two blocks to go along with it. So these two guys at the moment to me are the two guys that I would want 
any exposure to on this Phoenix team. You know, we're seeing Len get more minutes. He played 34 minutes again here. And Booker almost played the entire game. He had 42 minutes in this one. So if we're going to keep seeing big minutes out of Len and Booker, I think they're the two guys on this Phoenix team that I want some exposure to. Um, you know, not messing with Tyson Chandler, not going for P.J. Tucker. You know, Mirza is still coming off the bench and playing 20. No matter what goes on, Mirza is going to come off the bench and play 20 to 25 minutes. He's, he's not going to get a bigger role, despite what some people are clamoring for, because he, he's been pretty good with the minutes he has. Um, we're going to see more Len down the stretch here, and I think we're going to see more Devin Booker down the stretch here. So they're letting the young guys play. So I think that's a good thing and would kind of lead me to wanting to have exposure to both of them. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, 110%. It's just been um, a, a nice surprise, I guess, for fancy owners who are still trusting and, and holding on to Devin Booker. And, you know, you know um, Alex can continue to do his thing. So those are all nice things. Michael Green continues to be uh, a guy who making some noise. Just, you know, is a uh, bench guy who's been pretty efficient there. 17 points, five rebounds, two assists. What are your thoughts on Jermichael Green? Viable, worth a flyer? Uh, one-hit wonder, what category do you place in it? I mean, I think because of their lack of depth that it's something that you can continue to see for the rest of the season is Tim getting 20 to 25 minutes. Um, 20 to 25 minutes, though, doesn't excite me much unless I'm in a really deep league. If you're in, like, a 15-team league, you know, he's definitely somebody that's viable. I think you're getting about as much production-wise out of him as you do out of Lance Stevenson. You know, maybe not the exact same stat categories, but... You know, they're giving you, you know, six or seven combined rebounds and assists and two or three combined blocks and steals to go along with, you know, 10 to 15 real-life points. So however high you think Lance Stevenson should be, I put Jermichael Green pretty much on that same level because both guys have been seeing about 20 to 25 minutes a game, and, you know, they play on a slow-paced team. So it's not like there's a ton of upside to either one of them. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. It's just a, a, a line like this from Jermichael Green is close to about as as good as you could necessarily expect. Um, and then the only thing I, I, I really want to say here there is, you know, with, we don't care about Chris Anderson in the starting lineup, and we don't care about P.J. Harrison in, in the lineup for Memphis. Those are just placeholders and uh, not something that we really need to pay attention to uh, whatsoever. All right, shout out to all my beloved pod listeners here. Do you love to subscribe uh, to all the information for fancy sites, well, why not check out rotowire.com? You can take advantage of all the advice of our podcasts and try it for free on a 10-day trial, rotowire.com slash pod. It's a site that you go to. We've got lineup optimizers for eight different daily fancy sites and for sports like MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college basketball, soccer, golf, up-to-the-minute depth charts, customizable league projections, and complete draft kits for all the major sports, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, online, and in-magazine format, and much more. So take advantage now. 10-day free trial, rotowire.com slash pod. Tell them Josh and Benny sent you. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the next game on tap. We have the Dallas Mavericks losing a two-point game to the Denver Nuggets, believe it or not, which is you know, um, going to be tough for Dallas because they're, um, you know, on, sort of on the fringe there in, in terms of, you know, trying to get into the playoffs. And they can't be losing games like this against the Denver Nuggets. But aside from that, we can talk about uh, what you think about this game in terms of fantasy impact. Yeah, I mean, on the Dallas side, the thing that's been interesting to me is Zaza hasn't been playing a lot of minutes lately. They're basically using David Lee at the center position a little bit as well as at the uh, power forward position a little bit. So he's been putting up some pretty good numbers. Might be a guy that somebody dropped when he got cut by Boston. So he could be somebody that's 
you know, hanging out on the waiver wires in one of your leagues, if he's going to be playing, you know, 20 to 22 to 28 minutes, I think you could expect close to a double-double out of him. I mean, that's basically what he's been showing us. He played 25 minutes in this game, had 18 and 12. Um, you know, the second and third game that he was active, he had a double-double in one. The other game, he had like 13 points and nine rebounds. Um, had a bad game when he got in foul trouble in the one game, but he's been really solid since coming over. So I think he's a viable, cheap option that you can look at um, that might even be on your waiver wire in like a 12 to 15 man league. Yeah, I, th- I think you could take a look at him there as well. I, uh, for if this guy's going to continue to get, you know, borderline starters minutes there in the 25 range, and you know, to me, if you're looking at about what's happening with Zaza, nine minutes there as well. They might as well almost just put him in the starting lineup unless they really want bench punch, and I could see that being you know something that's that's uh, used for them for them as well because I mean they have scores on the front line with Chandler Parsons and uh, Dirk Nowitzki and lesser extent West Matthews and Darren Williams. By the way, West Matthews has got to be like uh, making the case for like free agent bust of the year, you know or, you know got paid what fifty seven million fifty eight million, you know everything that he did in Portland he's clearly not the same player, and that's one of the, probably one of the reasons why Dallas hasn't made more noise than they've had this year. So uh, very unfortunate, but, you know, uh, what are you going to do? Now, um, aside from that, in terms of fantasy impact uh, for Denver, uh, Will Barton is a little bit interesting that he's – that um, uh, Mike Malone has decided to just say, okay, you're gaining 30 minutes, but you're still going to have to come out off the bench, and we're starting Jakar Sampson uh, versus, uh, you know, you in the starting line. Do you, do you like that better for Will Barton's value? He does score 20 and 8. In this spot, is he better, you know, as a, as a six-man gunner, or should he be getting, you know, 36 minutes as a start right now? I mean, the idea behind this for, for people who get hung up on whether a guy starts or not is, you know, it's the same issue with, like, a Drew Holiday. What teams are trying to do is basically have somebody who, you know, is a, is a ball-dominant scorer with the second unit so that when the second unit comes in, you know, they're still able to produce. A lot of times... You know, a guy, you know, like Will Barton, when he was thrown in on the first unit, the offense doesn't completely run around him. So it's not like he's touching the ball on every single play. He's just another piece of the offense. Whereas when he's in there with the second unit, you know, it's his job to create offense and to make things happen. So for fantasy purposes, I actually would rather him stay with the second unit. Um, And again, like, you know, guys like Will Barton and like Drew Holiday, they can still play 30, 35 minutes even if they don't start because if you come in at the six-minute mark for your rotation and then you play the whole second quarter and then you sit, you know, maybe the first five or six minutes of the third quarter and the first two or three minutes of the fourth quarter, you know, you still wind up playing 30, 30 to 35 minutes at the end of the day. And you're actually doing it against probably worser competition because um, most teams you would figure would be starting their better player at the, you know, at whatever position. So, by coming off the bench and going against team second units, not only do these guys have a higher usage rate when they're in there with those other guys, but you know they're also playing against guys who are pretty much worse defenders. So I don't actually hate the fact that he's coming off the bench. I don't think it really changes you know, too much for him. I do think it's actually a better spot and a spot he's more comfortable in being the guy with you know the ball in his hands who gets to you know, kind of force the issue on the offensive end. I think that actually benefits him for fantasy, so I have no problem with it. All right, fair enough. I can see that, you know, they, and still keeps Gary Harris productive, who, by the way, if you're interested, played more minutes than anybody else in this game. 43 mm-hmm. minutes, shot terrible, 6 of 21, but was, you know, productive. 
with 16 points and 8 assists. So take that for what it's worth. And, you know, like we said, David Lee, only guy that's really interesting. J.J. Barrera still doing his thing with 24 minutes off the bench. Viable in deeper leagues. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the next game on tap here. Portland at Detroit. Portland with a big 20-point uh, loss to the D- Detroit Pistons. Detroit was at home. They wore the weird little Motor City uh, shirts. Uh, I don't know. Motor City uh, Tour de France bicycling, sh- bicycling shirts. I don't know what you think of those. By the way, I, I hate those. I hate the jerseys with the sleeves. <laughs> yeah, it just. I was just like, is, it, is there like a Tour de France contest? As soon as now, here's, over? Here's, here's my here's my whole thing with this. The NBA, you know, the reasoning I hear behind the jerseys with the shirts thing is that, um, you know, people basically want to, uh, you know, people basically want to have like jerseys for fat guys. Is kind of the way they explain it. It's like you know. Like, like the the average person is a little bit overweight, and they don't want to wear like a tank top, you know, basketball jersey. So we're gonna put these jerseys with sleeves. But these things are like skin tight. So yeah, what makes you think somebody? Yeah, like them in lycra. Like, yeah, hugging. like how is that any better? Yeah, I think guys not... would rather. Yeah, I think guys Whoever would told rather you I was have. Lying you know, to you, by the way. That's stupid. well, that's that that was the reasoning that people had, you know, said on why they're going to no. these sleeve jerseys because it's horrible. You, you should have never like regurgitated that knowledge, okay? Because that was that's just dumb. Anybody who knows you, if a fat guy wants to wear a basketball jersey, he puts his quadruple XL T-shirt on under, and then he wears the jersey. That's what you do. You know, that's going to be looser fitting and more comfortable than you know doing you know biggest loser tour de France. You know, that's uh, I don't know. That's some asinine reasoning. In that. Sorry, but you know, let, let's just talk about the game here. Um, uh, uh, in the box score. Uh, same sort of situation here with Portland. Not too much to green. We still hate everything that's happening in the front court. We still just trust uh, Damian Lillard and, and uh, CJ McCollum. Anything else that, sh- that you can mention? No, that's, I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head is Lillard and McCollum make this offense go. Neither one of them shot all that. Well, I mean, McCollum was 9 of 15. That's not horrible, but Lillard was 8 of 22 and they lost by 20. I mean, it's not hard to figure out when Lillard has a bad game, Portland has a bad game. That's pretty much the way they go. Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. It's just not too much that we can uh, really uh, uh, worry about when, as, as far as what's happening here. So um, on the on the other side of the ball here, Detroit, Tobias Harris gets to the eight minutes. 16-5-5 and five is nice with two steals. They turn over the ball four times. But we really don't care too much about that unless you're in assisted turnover leagues. Uh, Drummond, nice, nice big double-double, 14-18. And uh, Reggie Jackson pops up after sort of being quiet for quite some time with a plus 25, 30 and 9. And then we don't really, you know, can't worry too much about what's happening on the bench uh, uh, overall right now. Nobody of consequence uh, making a factor. So if you own some starters, they got some value. Every starter was in double figures. Uh, and, you know, although not all of them shot well, Marcus Morris was 5 of 14. So this is how the Pistons score 123 points. Basically, the entire starting five goes off. All right. So uh, there you have it. Uh, we can move on to the next game here, 98 to 103. Miami uh, picks up another win. Miami has been quietly like a sneaky um, team that has crept up in the standings, but um, I don't really give them any credit for being a legitimate threat, despite the fact that they're 37 and 26. What, what are your thoughts of them as a, you know, legit threat in the East? I mean, I think they could get out of the first round unless they get matched up with, you know like Cleveland or maybe Toronto or something like that. But other than that, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I think they're an okay team, but I don't think they have enough firepower to 
you know, knock off Cleveland or to beat anybody in the West. So it's not like I see them as a true championship contender. I mean, they'll make the playoffs. They'll have, you know, a couple games in the playoffs. They might get through a round, but that's about as far as they're going to go. Yeah, but I don't. I just don't see any way around it overall. I mean, they did a nice job adding Joe Johnson, but when you subtract Chris Bosh on that team, they really need all hands on deck. And I don't really understand why Joe Green's playing only three minutes to me. That I understand that they're, you know, Hassan Whiteside has decided to soak up everything that he can on the, you know, off the off the uh, six man role. But you know, and I know they like Josh Richardson, but I don't get the feeling that Josh Richardson is a guy who gets who deserves twenty three minutes over Joe Green's three minutes. Uh, do you agree with me there? I mean, I don't think you want to have either one of those guys playing big minutes if you're if you're trying to win a lot of games. I mean, you know, to me, it comes down to their starters. With you know, for them, um, it comes down to Dang and Johnson and you know Drogic and Wade. You want those guys on the floor as much as you can. You know, I understand. Again, you know, this is another situation where Amari Sotomayor is the quote unquote starter. But he plays 16 minutes, you know, like the first six minutes of the game, the first six or seven minutes of the third quarter. And Hassan Whiteside plays when it actually matters. So, you know, to me, Whiteside's the better option that you want to have here, whether or not he's coming off the bench. And after you get through those five, I really don't want to mess with anybody else in this team. I mean, the sixth guy for me would probably be Amara Stoudemire. And even in like a deep, you know, probably would take a 15-man league with a with a deep bench for me to even consider putting him on. So... Anybody below that, I'm not, not even really looking at. I agree with you there as well. Just not somebody that we're really going to be um, interested in. But and Joe Green was actually sort of like a deep league factor. And now if he's going to be losing minutes to, you know, Justice Winslow and Josh Richardson, it's probably going to be droppable if this is going to be sort of a repeat of performance in terms of what he gets in minutes. It looks like he's on the outside of the rotation looking in. Mm-hmm. All right, one more game to take a look at here. It's the Houston Rockets at Toronto Raptors. Houston comes up with a big upset win. Uh, 113 to 107. Your thoughts on this box score right now? Yeah, I was a little surprised. I didn't think we were going to get as many points as we did in this game. Um, I mean, obviously the thing that jumps off the page is James Harden went nuts. 40 points, 14 assists. I mean, that is just a monstrous fantasy line that he had. Um, but again, you know, you look around, he got a little bit out of Dwight Howard, 21 and 11. So that's a pretty good game out of him. He's been putting up some decent numbers lately. But other than that, I don't want I don't want any exposure to anybody else on Houston. I don't think Ariza does enough to really justify being a guy that you go and grab. Sure, he should be rostered in probably like a 12-man league, maybe even a 10-man league, but he shouldn't be starting on your team there. There's definitely better options. You know, Montejunas and Capella and, and Harrell and whatever other big guys they're rolling with, not really loving any of that. You know, Corey Brewer scored well in this game, but he's so volatile up and down that he's not really somebody that I want to count on. Um, sure, for a spot start here or there, or if somebody gets injured, you know, he, he's a viable guy to have on your bench. But again, not a guy that I think is going to be a starter on an everyday fantasy championship winning kind of team. Um, and then Beverly's okay. You know, he gives you a little bit of everything across the board, but, you know, doesn't really give you a huge upside. So he's probably the third guy after. Uh, Harden and Howard that I wouldn't mind having on my team. But again, you know, he, he's somebody that I just like as insurance. He's not somebody that I think has a lot of upside. I agree with you there as well. So uh, not uh, anything that we need to get overly excited about. Um, on the flip side of that, you know, Dwight Howard, a guy that you've been sort of pumping and mentioning here for uh, multiple weeks now, it looks like he's finally decided to, to show up and start playing. And what a difference it makes in the lineup. 9 of 12, 21 points, 11 rebounds. 
two-block shots. He was supposed to be the tandem guy along with James Harden that made the big difference. Now he's finally doing what they had uh, hoped that he would do all season long, three or four from the free throw line. So actually pretty impressive there as well. And, you know, they got a nice performance, with, um, which sort of sparked them with Corey Brewer, 23 uh, points uh, and 29 minutes off the bench. So all good things uh, happening for uh, the uh, uh, Houston Rockets. And then on the Toronto side, we don't care too much about the small forward position. Still, James Johnson, you know, playing 27 minutes, not doing a whole lot with it, eight points, four rebounds. Scola popped up with a nice game, but not consistent enough to trust. You know, we got a double-double out of, out of JB and then Kyle Lowry. Um, only takes five shots. I don't know how that happens when you play 38 minutes. It's like how Luis Scola, even though he was hot, you know, pops up with more minutes than Kyle Lowry. That's a little bit strange to me. But, you know, um, aside from that, you, uh, you know, you, you got slightly disappointing performances from Kyle Lowry and DeMarco Rosen, but nothing to report uh, in terms of, you know, uh, guys that you're going to use off the bench. Corey, Corey, Corey Joseph still playing 20 plus minutes, still not doing a ton for you to really get excited about. And uh, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Not too much injury information coming out besides, you know, uh, what's happening in New Orleans. Um, we, we're basically waiting on Brandon Knight to come back into the lineup. And uh, in the meantime, we're, we're, we're rolling with some of the, uh, the, the, the shifts in these rotations. Uh, don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. You can check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. And it's at Rotowire and Rotowire.com uh, for all your season-long and fantasy NBA needs. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.